This is a podcast where we start a WarioWare-themed clothing line. For everyone. Unless you're 17. Wario. So bad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure for everyone. My name is Paul, and uh, I am going to be your dungeon master today for this uh, third episode of Season 5. What? What? Wait, we're, we're playing? Was that tonight? We are. That's tonight. And I thought this was a Q&A. <laughs> I'm joined tonight by some friends of mine. We're friends? Hey, guys. It's Jeremy, and I play Blaze Blightwood. I'm Jeffrey, and I play Joe. Who am I playing? Alan. Uh, Jim. Alan. My name is Alan, and I play mm. Brackle. 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 <laughs> I forgot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nervous laugh. No, no, no. It's me. Hey, <laughs> I'm Felicia, and I play Margaret Cavendish, also known as Meg. Meg. Megan. Meg. My name is Zach, and I play Chris. And we are excited to get back to some Dungeons and Dragons. But first, a couple things to take care of. Butts first. Again, we're going butt first. I don't believe in butts. <laughs> oh. We're going to read a five-star review and give a shout-out. In fact, you know what? Let's go ahead and give a shout-out now because... Let's shout it out! Those who go to patreon.com slash and support us at even the $1 tier will get a shout-out live on the show. And this week's shout-out goes to a dear friend of ours, Casey Bingham. What up, Casey? Hope I didn't mess that up. Casey, thank you so much. You're awesome. For supporting us. You're the best. For being amazing, and you know, you're the wind beneath our wings. Yeah. If you want to get in on some cool uh, <laughs> exclusive content like um, NBH Plays episodes, oh, yeah. some behind-the-scenes stuff, et oh, cetera, yeah. et cetera, oh, yeah. go to patreon.com slash heroes and support us and get a hold of that stuff. Uh, also, you want to help the show, you can leave us a five-star review, just like Unwilling Willis. I knew it. Willis. This is entitled The Best Podcast. Mm. I love this podcast. It's my go-to podcast. I love it. It's clean, friendly, and fun. Woo! There have been several times I've just binge-watched it or you know, listened to it, I guess, in this particular case. This is my favorite podcast. Wow. Thank you so much, Unwilling Willis. Uh, you are, you're the reason... For the season. You're the reason and we do this. What's the okay. season? Toyotathon? <laughs> uh, Groundhog Day. And we have an email. We don't always read emails, but every once in a while we get a special one, and we, we wanted to take the time to read it. So we're going to read this one. This comes from, well, well, I'll just read it real quickly to you. Read it, Paul. It's titled, Hello, all lowercase. Hello. It says, Hi. It's me. I'm the problem. I'm a 12-year-old mega fan of your D&D podcast where you guys and girl, parentheses S, in parentheses, play D&D with each other sometimes. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait for your next episode to come out. I cannot listen fast enough. I do have a couple questions. Number one, who is the Shade? We've seen him many times. And we have no confirmation about what he is or who he is. We don't really know. Number two, why? Is Gamora? Is that, is that like, why is the Shade? Why, question mark. Jeffrey is an insane psychopath. What? Jeremy has daddy issues and is also a pyromaniac. I have the best dad in the world. Spoilers. Rest in pieces, Lorik. No one likes you, Saul. Or should I say, such smallest. Got him. Get him. That's an awesome bird. Anyway, Red is depressed. Alan has no family, which is why he's always trying to get in-game family. When have I gotten an in-game family? Brackle is actively opposed to family. You're saying because Jim's related to Char. What are you talking about? My cousin Jim, my cousin Brackle, my cousin Char. That's what he's talking that's about. A, that's a big family. That's not that's trying to give family. That's trying to acknowledge existing family. Family. Because they already are his family. What I'm trying to say is that you guys 
and girls are my favorite. My only regret is that you people are woefully uneducated in Star Wars. I take really major rude. offense to this. I just don't think, I don't know. I'm wondering Whether why they think Whether you are four that. or 94, I challenge you to a Star Wars trivia battle. Who Let's go. is We've got some pretty big Star the Wars only here. Jedi to defeat Yoda? I know all about the light sword wielders, okay? Bring the walker out. I just want to no, say, I once won $200 at a trivia night. Guess what the trivia was? <gasps> Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. It was Plo Koon. This is Andrew Leah Gallo. Bring it. Of Leah Gallo Legacy signing off. It's the other people's champion. What? So, <laughs> thank also, you for the email. That was a real journey. That was a journey. I love the fact there's other Star Wars nerds out there. Yeah. So you're awesome. Uh, thank you for the letter. If you would like to leave us a letter, send us an email at letters at makebelieveheroes.com. But that's enough for now. Let's get into the real reason wait, we're here. Wait, wait, wait. How many planetary objects were there in episode four? That's all I want to know. Seven. 21. <laughs> How many planetary Let's, objects were there in okay. episode four? What's Plo That's Koon it. known for? Writer of this email. Landry, I think was the name. I just closed it out and it's gone. I'm sorry. I know it was Leah Gallo or Lee Gallo or whatever. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Leah Gallo, if you're listening to this, send us another email and tell us what you really think. Not only about Star Wars, but about Zach, you know, about Jeffrey. Yeah. Get him. We want to get him. Felicia. Not Jeffrey. We already heard about Jeffrey. Felicia. I mean, you can... We want to hear the scoop. You can diss Jeffrey again. Yeah, go ahead and diss Jeffrey all you want. But. <laughs> Do it, I dare you. What's Star Wars? Let's roll a giant blue D20 and play some Dungeons & Dragons. Y'all y'all, y'all ready? Do it, Paul. Ooh. Oh, man, we've got lucky. It rocked on a... 15. It rocked on a natural one, but it did not land on a natural one. We got a five. Woo. A five. What's five? Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Make Believe Heroes! Uh, I could use a reminder. Last time, Blaze Blightwood met with the goddess Prevalian, standing atop a crystal ocean in presumably the astral plane. There she told him that she had chosen him specifically to serve her as her champion in the coming battle. As an elf born of both the forest and the sea, he could serve as the perfect bridge for her people. Blaze accepted this honorable responsibility and then returned to the Elder Conclave. Upon returning, the governess Marleyan informed our five party members, our adventurers, that she needed their help in procuring the aid of a mysterious figure by the name of Zerluin, who had something they needed to defeat the Crooked Father. He lives in a strange ruin to the north, and she tasked them with finding him and convincing him to lend Venthaven his aid. After agreeing to help as they could, they set out together and then split to gather anything they might need for the trip. They gathered again in the late evening to spend the night in the Cerulean Stag, and after a night of jovial gambling and recreation, getting to know one another, the group set out with the bright morning sun toward the ominous stretches of the great jungles to the north of Venthaven. <laughs> Crossing forward under the shade of the jungle boughs, the air immediately becomes thick and humid. Back in Venthaven, beneath the protection of the arcane bead, keeps out all of the difficult weather. But here, things are different. Here, there are mites, there are mosquitoes. The air is very, very humid. You are quickly covered in sweat, and just a few good steps into the jungle, you feel the oppressive heat and warmth of this place. Does that song start playing? Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, that one. No. Or are we not welcome here? Uh, you don't know. Joe is welcome. Joe, Joe who? <laughs> Joe Sif Stormbright. Sif Stormbright? Stormbright. Oh, so, what are y'all doing? You're walking in the jungle, heading north, going to try and find your way to the uh, home of Zerluin the Shade. Isn't Zerluin the person uh, that we was the autumn stag, but then she was fake? No. Oh, who was that? That was Zerluin. Okay, so are we... Uh, I want to navigate. What's the weather like? That's a good plan. Uh, so, the only one of you who has any idea probably where to find the Shade's place of, of living. Me. Is who? Me. Me. It's Joseph. And he doesn't know exactly where. Who is going to lead this party? 
I have no idea where we are going, but I may have been there before. You haven't. I lick my finger and hold it up in the air for the wind. Mm-hmm. Is it raining? We're under dense forest trees. Yeah, you're under the trees. It's not raining right now. You guys haven't gotten very deep into the jungles yet. Right now, it's just oppressively humid. Mm. So hot. And you are starting to feel the sting of mosquitoes and mites. Before we get started on this journey, it's definitely going to be a journey. I thought we were started. We need to find a sapphire's mercy. We need to make some pest repellent. The bugs here can leave us not able to finish this journey, so... I cast um. Repel Pest <laughs> at ninth level. What is a Sapphire of Mercy? I've never heard of this either. Mercy Sapphire. It is a large flower with sapphire petals surrounded by dark green leaves and vines. Is that legal? The forest does what it wants. It can be quite dangerous, but we have to find it and then extract it carefully the green leaves surrounding the flower contain a nectar that is a perfect repellent for insects. So we need to find that first before we find the shade. Everybody roll me a <laughs> D20 constitution saving throw. I don't like that. Wow. I got a 11. I got a 3. I got an 8. I got a 5 total. I got an 18. No, I got a plus 6 on my constitution, so actually I got a 10. I got a 7. My favored terrain is... Okay, now, Alan, you're asking about the, the preferred terrain being a forest, right? Yeah, it's a forest, and a jungle is just a wet forest. Yes, so a lot of the, the benefits of that will apply here. Now, there may, may be some times where I'll say, well, like it might say, like, you know everything about it. You don't know everything about this because you've never been in this forest, but you have a natural... You're adept at, at surviving and traveling in forests. Yes, uh, yes, you are, so... What does that give you? Gives you your alert to danger. You move stealthily at a normal pace. You find a lot of food. And while tracking creatures, you know the exact number of size, how long they pass through the area, etc. And your proficient is proficiency is doubled. Um, I would say that that does apply. Okay. Yes. Can I find a parrot? If you want to, you could possibly find a parrot. That's yes. my side quest for now. Okay. Joseph, you and, and, and Chris are being devoured by insects right now. Wow. I like it. Every two or three seconds, just about, it feels like something is either buzzing in your inside of your ear or biting you on the neck. You're starting to get itchy spots on your arms. It's bad. The insects are bad. Hmm. Oh, dear. We need to find that plant before we... Chris swats to no avail. Before we lose Chris and Joseph. Wait, is this going to kill me? <laughs> it may. It could. Nice. Insects do carry diseases. They carry diseases. So we must find this plant. I'll tell you what. Roll me, roll me a nature check. Your nature should be pretty good. I don't know. It's a plus seven. Three plus seven. That's not incredible, but I will tell you that you know that it tends to grow in dark, darker places. So you're looking for somewhere with a much thicker mm-hmm. like canopy overhead. So you do want to go deeper into the forests. It can be somewhat rare, but hopefully you guys can find some. It grows high up off the ground. So, Joseph, you lead us on where the shade lives, and hopefully we will see some. If, if I see any plants or see any areas that seem like they may have this sapphire's uh, plant, then I will, I will let you know, and we will take care of those bugs. Um, mm. Joe, what is a shade? What, who is shade? Can you explain... He is a man of the shadows. How do you mean, man of shadows? <laughs> is Blaze a caveman? <laughs> Blaze is not very smart. <laughs> he talks in a very, uh, he's trying to be, he's he's overly direct and doesn't necessarily have the best adjectives in his repertoire. Oh, I love adjectives. They're my favorite. By man of shadows, I mean, he doesn't appear to just anyone. And he likes to deal in... Things that most people would not. Ha! Sounds like one of my friends. Can't wait to meet him. So I need to know if you guys are, like, are you actively looking for this plant that Meg is talking about? Or, are, or what are you? Yes. Okay. yes. Okay, well, if you are, then we need someone. I'm going to need a roll. And I need to know what who do you want? is taking. I'm in on this. Who, well, I need to know who's taking the lead. 
on the on the tracking of these things. I want to look for a parrot. I just want to say that I'm looking for it, and I just rolled a natural twenty. Boy! Oh my gosh! Jeremy is taking lead. Yeah, he's taking lead. on these things. The champion is taking. <laughs> okay, it's Blaze. Of all the people, Blaze it's is the Blaze. one. What is a plant? I see a plant. I see another plant. You guys are going to continue deeper into the forest and or into the jungles. And as you do, you know what you're looking for. As the light dims, it gets darker out. You're looking up uh, onto the trees. You're looking up for something that shines with a sapphire blue. And uh, you're keeping your eyes out. I... Uh, and you're not going to be there immediately. Aww. But you have a very good eye for them. I don't okay? see it. Because you're not there. I mean, they're... they're there aren't any where you are now. This is a survival check for the journey. It's going to take you. You got to get deeper into the into the uh, the jungles before you're going to spot an actual. Very smart lady. I can smell the flowers. Really? It's like sapphires. That- they are this way. What do sapphires smell like, smart man? Sounds good to me. It is weird though, Blaze. It is like you can smell it. And when you smell, it's like you know the scent of these flowers, even though you've never been around them. So Meg takes out her journal. It smells the scent of sapphires. Mercy. It's very interesting, isn't it? Champion of Prevalian writes it down. Imagine if Blaze's, like, champion power was literally just smelling things. It's actually a very good smell. So, Joseph... You did say you knew the shade. How how do you know the shade? Hmm. I was alert into some of his shady dealings. Hmm. <laughs> and why were you in chains when we found you? It was a misunderstanding. Oh, misunderstanding. Hmm. What was misunderstood? They thought that I had been doing the shady business myself. Oh, so you were framed. Oh, is that why they call him the Shade? But clearly you could see that it's the Shade who does the shady business. I mean, it's right there in his name. Mm. And that has been the misunderstanding. Joseph, (laughs) you should not be ashamed if you do shady business. I have many (laughs) friends who do the shady business. Will the Shade help us with this humidity? No, you're really (laughs) far from the Shade. You will die before you reach him. No. Technically, we're in the Shade now. Because of all the trees. What are trees? Constitution saving throws all around everyone. No. Again? 16. I'm good. Mm-hmm. 13. 15. So we got a 17, a 13, a 16. What'd you get, Felicia? 17. What about uh, Alan? Uh, 15. 15, okay. So everyone except for Chris succeeds. Ooh. Really? Chris. Um, <laughs> Things are getting worse. Your little body. Chris, you're, you're starting to feel not well. The heat, the insects, everything's kind of getting to you. Chris is standing still, swatting at the air. He keeps smacking himself in the head because mm. the buzzing in his ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's spinning in circles for whatever is like biting him. Oh, no. You can definitely see the signs of, of jungle madness. These are the signs Chris. of jungle madness. We need to go. Little man. Can I carry you for a while? Yes, Blaze. Don't ask. Oh Pick him up. Pick him up. We need to go. <laughs> Blaze walks over to him <laughs> and, uh, little man, will you ride on my back? Sure. Why not? I, like, grab him and give him one arm up so he can right. wrap a hand. Don't do the thing where you, like, put your arms under his legs. Yeah, you got Yoda backpack going on, but with Chris. Yoda backpack. All right, Blaze. I need you. We find these plants, so we need to go as fast as we can. Okay. Hey, Brackle. We should run then. You give me, give me some, uh, you know, some wilderness tracking here. You're a forest man. I'm gonna make a survival check to see if I survive. Yeah, that's what I want. I do not survive. No, it's a oh, fifteen. No, no. Okay, that's pretty good. Do I survive? You survive. A blaze can smell something and with your survival check basically you help find the best path you two working together him with his heightened senses and you with your knowledge of the forest terrain you guys make good time you get deeper into the jungles Uh, you do spot a few beasts here or there you spot some tracks that look like dangerous tracks so you avoid those areas and try to take the smart path until uh, as you're walking along blaze with your elf eyes 
you spot a large tree that's got these big gnarled roots holding it up off the jungle floor. And, you know, probably eight feet up off of the, the, uh, the ground, you see what looks like a strange blue sapphire flower. Uh, big, probably, I don't know, a foot and a half in radius. Uh, so like a three foot circumference, like a three foot diameter like flower, big flower head blue. And it's got these big spiked green leaves coming off of it, almost like the, the sort of leaves of a cactus. Uh, and then vines hanging down. They're also covered in huge thorns. Hang on, little friend. I have found relief. Smart lady, look. I see sapphires. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, boy. That's it. All we need to do is get it down. Two things. So first, while we were traveling, I pulled out my short sword okay. and used it like a machete. Okay. Going through the jungle. That's nice. good. And then the second thing is, did I see any parrot tracks among the dangerous ones? <laughs> uh, with that 15, no. Not oh, here. Dang it. But mm. you're keeping an eye out. Repet it. I'm going to regret this. You're going to make me regret this parrot thing eventually, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> parrot sure. So you all are here now. There's the tree. Um, like I said, it's like a big old tree. The, the sort of trunk is probably, I don't know, five feet wide. Save that tree. And around it, there are a few of those sapphires, probably four uh, at different places. And they're out of reach. You'd have to do a little bit of climbing up to get one. So... Can I just mage hand it down? Um, you can try. I want to try that. How big is it? The problem is with these plants is we have to be very careful when extracting. The flower is about three feet wide. What you need are the green cactus leaf things coming off of it. And they're, they're big. You know, they're probably a couple feet long, you know, probably 10 or so inches wide. And Meg would know these things have sort of a built-in defense mechanism. So Mage Hand is smart, but you have to you have to extract it correctly if you want to get the juice. I use my machete. Shall I climb the tree and cut it down? That, that is, you have to climb climb the tree ten feet and then chop it down with a machete. Go for it, Brackle. Who's climbing a tree? Who's trying to get it? Is Zach gonna? You can try to use Mage Hand on one, Zach. Yes. Now I can try to talk Chris through it. Okay, so here's what we'll do. Chris is going to try to extract it with Mage Hand with Meg giving the help action, and that will give him advantage on his check. What are the others doing during that time? I'm looking for where I need to go next to get to the shade. Blaze okay. gets out a longbow and uh, readies an arrow. Little man, hold on to my back. We will try your spell. If things go awry, I can shoot it down. What's Brackle doing? He's climbing the tree with his machete in his teeth. It's like in his mouth. Exactly. And he's like crawling Alan, up like Alan, Alan. Rambo. What? So first, let's have Zach perform his check. You're using Mage Hand. I'll let you use Intelligence since you're using Mage Hand to do it. Uh, nature's good. Let's go with Nature. That'll be. I mean, Nature's really more for remembering things. Okay. But it's an Intelligence check, so it doesn't really matter. I don't think it's anything that you're that you would be like trained in or anything like that. So just give me an intelligence check. So we need the so. dark leaves around it, not the sapphire Yeah, you want the leaves. cactus leaves, yeah. Oh, that's not great. That's an 11. Is that with advantage? Oh, I have advantage you do. because... Yeah, sorry. She's helping. That's a 21. Okay, so she's walking you through it. Okay. First, grab at the base of the leaf, mm. the dark green leaves, not mm -hmm. the sapphire ones. Do not touch this. And when you carry it down, please, j as gently as you can... We do not want this to go bad. It takes you a couple minutes, but you are able to get one of the leaves down, which is enough for one vial of the ointment, whether that's enough for everyone. We're, we're not sure yet. Alan. Yes. Is Brackle climbing the tree? He's climbing the tree. Okay. I need you to make me a check. Alan. Athletics? No. Tree? Let's see. I, I need a, I think I need a strength saving throw. I'll do that. That is a 14. Hmm. You are climbing the tree as you are climbing the tree. Hi. Um, with your machete. Is your machete like in your hand like a, or like in your mouth? Your, your long sword is it like pirate style, you know? Or where is it in your hand while you're climbing the tree? It's in my teeth. Okay. You're climbing, looking for good places to hold on to. You're, you're pretty adept at climbing trees. You reach up and you grab a hold of what looks like a piece of just vine kind of wrapped around the tree. And when you do, your hand is like, it's very sticky. 
The moment your hand touches it, it's very sticky. Not again. And you think, that's strange. And you go to pull your hand loose, and when you do, it comes off of the tree with your hand. It is adhered to your hand. And when that happens, there is a sound of something it's like swinging fast through the air. <laughs> and the whole vine whips off of the tree, and with it brings a giant net and wraps you up in it completely. Run! You all hear the same sort of like weird mechanism type sound. Is everybody within 50 feet of the tree? Probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. I probably am. I'm not. <laughs> I think everybody's within 50 feet of the tree. I mean, it's like, yeah, 50 feet away from the tree in one direction. These little nets start popping up all over the ground. They're all over the place. If you're on the ground, dexterity saving throw. Nine. Booyah. Ooh. 21. I got a 19. And Chris is on my back, so. If Chris is on your back, you're going to have to roll dexterity saving throws with disadvantage. Jeff, Jeremy. Okay. I'm not on his back. <laughs> Chris. Yes, sir. Is he on your back? If he's on your back. I never put him down. Okay. No one succeeds. Everyone fails. Uh, you all get caught up in these nets, and they they pick you up off the ground. And I mean, they're not that far off the ground, like less than five feet. But these nets are just like the thing that Alan grabbed a hold of. They're incredibly sticky, and everywhere on your body where they touch oh, you, they're yummy. like like adhesive. Like they're they're covered in this thick, sticky goop, and they're stuck to your face, your back, your arms, everywhere on your body that it's touching. It's just like stuck to you. You're all stuck in these nets in the second. You get picked up. You are dangling. Did you, are they webs or is it nets? Oh, no, it's not. It's not webs. It's like it's a. Nets, it's it's nets. Sticky. It's some sort of rope type thing, but it's covered in some thick, sticky stuff all over these ropes. Oh. Uh, and you guys are immediately caught up in them. And the moment that you are caught up in them, like within just just a second, you hear the sound of like a weird whistling call. This is not good. I can't whistle. What I know, can I do like give me a, a... Yeah, give me a history check, Meg. Plus you could give me one too, Joseph. I got a nat one. 13. Okay. It's just a history check, though. Mm. I have no idea what yeah, these right are. Right now, you're so freaked out, you can't think. And Joseph, you don't know what's going on, but you have some suspicions. And as you hear that whistle you'd start to get more suspicions. Like, uh-oh. Did you say we're, like, high up off the ground or what? You're not that high up off the ground. Like, probably, like, like around five feet up off the ground. These nets are completely stuck to your body. Mm. Ah, and we're all in them. And none of you are in the same one. Like, you're all... Well, I mean, I guess that Chris and... Uh, Chris and Blaze are. They're... Unfortunate. They're all tangled up right now. Everybody else is in their own one. Or, or at the very least, in their own little pocket. And when you hear that whistle, you think hmm lizard folk lizard folk i don't know what that means tribes of lizard folk live up here in these here parts you know that meg also knows that right now she can't think she's freaked out and when you hear that whistle it's confirmed and you know that there are some lizard folk who are okay you know they're they're tribal and all that stuff but they're not gonna like you know kill you and there are other other tribes that if they catch you here they probably will just kill you so. Is is anyone within five feet of me in another? Five feet? No. No? Hmm. I'd say everybody's at least 15 feet apart, with the exception of Chris and Blaze. Well, then I would probably be close. Are you screaming? I was talking to Chris. Probably. Your net starts shaking. Oh, no. She's yeah. screaming. And a face appears. A face appears in the net? No. Oh, my. On the outside of the net. On right, the outside of the Right net. in front of you, like six inches from your face. Upside down, climbing down the net. Do I see it? I would say from where you're at, you can see something on her net. Yes. Now, I'm saying I'm probably just screaming. I'm screaming because I rolled an at one. Right. You're freaking out right now. But, yeah. like, when I could stop screaming, that'd be great. You see this figure climbing down. It's a blue-green scaled lizard folk hanging upside down, looking right into your eyes. She's dressed in colorful cloths, wrapped uh, they're wrapped like circular around her body, greens, oranges, reds, and like against her blue-green scales, she looks like one with the jungle. Uh, Joseph, as you're seeing that happen over there, an- your net starts shaking, and another lizard folk climbs right down in front of you and is looking in there at you. Is it another child? 
This one doesn't look as young. Uh, probably an, an adult female, I would say. Blaze is trying to cut his way out. Yeah. You hear him starting to... Yeah. Like starting to roar. Very difficult, because when you move your arms, the net's completely stuck to your whole arm and your body. So, like, everywhere you move, it's, like, stuck to you. So it's really hard to get any leverage to do any cutting. Why can't I move? No net will hold Blaze Blight Wood. Do I know that these lizards normally eat people? You're not sure. Based on the colors that you're seeing right now with that history check, I would say that you've, you're, you can't confidently say for sure if this is like one of the real dangerous tribes or the not as dangerous tribes. Hmm. Meg, you see this girl right in front of you. And, you see, and when you see her, you come to yourself <laughs> in your understanding. Oh, it's lizard folk. And when you see the colors... You feel like this isn't a hyper-violent group, but you're also not sure right now. Everyone, everyone, everyone stay calm. I know I am not staying very calm, but I just lost my, lost my... The girl hanging down in front of you starts hissing and clicking and talking in lizard speech. Wait, 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 wait. Lizard speech. Hmm. Do I know that? I think I know some of this. Brackle learned it just now (laughs) from listening. You might know a little bit, Joseph. Why don't you make me, give me some kind of check and we'll see. Give me a history check. We'll see if you've got any history with it that you can recall. Modified one. Ah, yeah. You do not know lizard speech. Or if you do, you do not recognize recognize (laughs) this dialect at all. Meg, however, you definitely do understand some of what they're saying. But whenever any of you start talking, they get in your face and start clicking and hissing. Okay. Now, is anybody misty stepping out of anything? Chris, being unfamiliar with the situation, probably would. Okay. Because he does not understand if that's a good thing or a bad thing, so I'm going to misty step out. Okay. And where are you planning on going when you misty step out? Onto the ground. Okay. Happy birthday to the ground. (laughs) My dad's not a cell phone. (laughs) All at once, all of your nets fall. Okay. This is going to happen simultaneously as you're stepping out, Chris. There is a cutting sound, like a chopping sound, and all your nets fall and hit the ground. And they just let you hit the ground. All the lizard folk that are on your nets, they leap off. And you also notice that the sticky stuff does not seem to affect them at all. It just It's not adhering to their scales in any way. And you guys all smack the ground. Immediately, multiple lizard folk like run these big bamboo pole-type things through and start picking you up. Within a minute, the lizard folk are climbing down on your nets. Then, within another 30 seconds, they're cutting you loose. Chris. Yes. The moment you miss you step, I mean, they're fast. They're efficient. They have run these poles through these rings on your nets, and they have lifted all of you up off the ground. You step out of yours onto the jungle floor. Then what? They're all around you. Lizard folk. I don't know if Chris would know what to do here. Um, What's a lizard? Meg, you see Chris misty step out of his net. He's standing there. Wait. My little man has left my net. They start clicking and hissing. Chris, wait. I start mimicking the noise back to them. They do not like that. (laughs) They hate it when you don't know how to speak the language and you try. So don't do it. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. What's your your armor class, Chris? Oh, no. No, that's Chris, me. Chris, what's your uh, 18. <laughs> okay. A set of bolas come flying towards you. You know what those are? Oh, no. It's like the rope. Yeah, the, the rope. That t- yeah. I got- they immediately <laughs> hit you, tighten your hands to your side, and one of them, like, grabs you. Now, they're not stabbing you. They're not biting your neck. They're just... And they're, they've got you tied up. They quickly throw another net around you. Are you doing anything? They're really fast, so probably not. And there are at least 20 of them that you can spot in quick skin. As they're grabbing me, I'm just like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mock your language. You don't have to do this. Chris, try to make them your friends. I extend my hand for a friendly handshake. Your your arms are completely tied to your sides. Okay. It's like you've been wrapped in saran wrap, basically. I try to kiss one. No. They've got you tied up. They've got you on a pole, and they immediately take off. Like, they don't say anything to you guys. They just take off at a brisk trot through the jungle. You're all wrapped up in these nets. Is anybody trying to do anything, or are you just kind of letting it happen? Meg, are you saying anything? Are you, like, doing anything like that? What's happening? Okay. I'm letting it happen. Joseph's like, I'm here for this. I'm probably just taking it. Just let it happen. Would Meg know they're probably going to get a leader or something? They're taking all of you with them somewhere. Oh, they're dragging us. Yes, they're carrying you through the forest at a quick pace. Everyone stay calm. It's kind of impressive, honestly, how quickly they got you guys caught. And then they wrangled you up and took off. I'm probably 85% sure that this is a good tribe, but 
I guess we will see when we meet their leader and their chief. I will say they are very efficient. <laughs> Zach's are. just hanging, or Chris is just hanging by the boat. This is impressive. <laughs> I am impressed as I am being kidnapped. But he's on like a toothpick. Blaze is <laughs> so little. surreptitiously <laughs> cutting his net, but also not being violent. Okay, you're going to try and cut your net. Yeah, not to get out, just to weaken it. Okay, give me some kind of a check. I guess it would be like a strength in this case, like athletics, but with disadvantage. This whole time, if Meg can reach her notebook or whatever, she's going through it, Mm -hmm. like trying to look for her notes on lizard folk and things like that, if she had any. It's hard to do. Yeah, she's really trying. Having a hard time, (laughs) hard go of it. What you got? So, with disadvantage, it's a 12. I would say that you can you can start making little slits and cuts here and there, trying like you said to weaken. You could you could probably mostly get that done, but it doesn't take long. I mean, it, they're like I said, they're moving moving very quickly through the forest. Um, they they are taking you somewhere, and you can all see them. You get gl- glances uh, glimpses of different ones, um, and their their scales tend to be in a range from like a deep dark green to a tealish blue to a blue green like in that range uh, of the color of their scales uh, and Meg that that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of like the region that you're in the region that they would be from and their clothes however speak most to their tribe and you're seeing greens reds and oranges uh, and you're seeing like different patches and different swaths of cloth of, uh, of that on different ones and you're not seeing any signs that immediately scream bad 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 run 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 uh, but you still you got to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. Until you really know who you're dealing with. Pretty soon, you all see those of you in the front. Who's let's say who's in the front? Um, I would say that those with Blaze and Meg were on the front side, the closest. You all can see as you're coming up on another one of these great trees with the big old roots, and they start. You see lizard folk diving in, like jumping feet first, not head first, into these into between the roots, like down into a hole. And they quickly trot you down in. It's very dark for a minute, and you are moving downward underneath this tree and like like winding through these like massive tree roots. And then you come out inside of a sort of bowl underneath ground level. Above you, you see like a sort of like a rooftop, a canopy to this giant valley like den, like this big den. I mean, it's not like a room. It's it's like a it's big enough for a village of people. You can hear the sounds of people moving around talking, and, and, and as you guys continue, they continue carrying you through, but now a little more slowly, you see more lizard folk. You see, like, little children, like very small children, running up, and, like, they've got little sticks that are pointing on the end. They're, like, sta- sticking them in and poking you with them. Not, like, trying to stab you, but just kind of, like, you know, prodding you with these mm-hmm. sticks. Uh, and you see, their like, their mothers or fathers come run up and just grab them, like pulling them back, and they're just kind of laughing and trying to get up and stick you with these little sticks. And you see these huts all around you that, you know, sort of made from mud and sticks and leaves, very simple huts. Everyone is wearing similarly those green, oranges, and reds and the same sort of spectrum of, of colors of scales. They've got long snouts. Some of them are very broad shoulders. Others are very slender and lithe, long tails. And, you know, you're kind of getting a glimpse of all them. And then they drop one after another onto the ground. And then you you sort of feel as they're like digging through and cutting, uh, starting to try and cut loose the, the, the ends of the nets. And then when they do, other lizards step up and just dump this liquid onto all of you, like a big bucket full. They just douse you with it. Okay. And it's slick like oil. And it just kind of covers you. Did I see that yeah. before they dumped it? Uh, the oil stuff? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> you see them coming up with it, yeah? I mean, you see them coming up with a bucket. I don't want them to dump that on me. You want them to escape the, the oil? Yeah. Okay. You're going to Misty Step, I guess? Yes. Okay. So you're going to Misty Step out of your thing when they go to slosh the oil on you. It'll just hit the ground. You just kind of appear where? Just like nearby? Yes. Right beside them. Okay, the oil stuff misses you. You appear beside of them, a couple of them, and they just grab you. Like they just lunge for you. You let them grab you? Sure. Okay, you let them grab you. The oil slick stuff just causes these nets to basically, they release you, and they also like shrink. It's very weird. 
the moment this stuff hits them, it, it just it just completely comes off your skin, and then they like like shrivel up and shrink into these little little bundles of of, of rope, kind of like at your like beneath you. Around Super you. weird. That's not Very what I was expecting. Amazing. At all. What were you expecting? I don't know. I really was expecting that. We were about to be dinner. But you do have this weird, slick oil stuff all over you. And it smells kind of weird. It doesn't smell metallic. It smells kind of earthy. It's like mushroom juice or something. I I do not like the smell of the poop you poured over my body. Don't say mushrooms in front of Brackle. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. I might be able to communicate. Hold on. Speak our language. You're you're hearing them. They're talking to each other, and, and, and a couple of them are talking. You turn and you see, and there is a your guy. You guys are now in front of this big hut, like all the rest of them. These weird little small huts. You're now in front of this big hut, and the big hut has like a roof on top of it. It's like a square hut, and on the front there is a, a hanging curtain, like a thick leather curtain, and on it is slashed a symbol. You can't read it, but you are familiar with the symbol, and you know that this is this is a very specific lizard folk tribe that you have actually read about and know something about called the Ankteulux. Ankteulux. That's it. Ankteulux. Ankteulux. Yes, I'll send it to you. Ankteulux. 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 So she knows about them? She knows yeah. about them. She sees the symbol and she says, okay. These are not people eating lizard folk. We actually got very lucky today. These are not the bad lizard folk. One of them starts clicking and hissing at you. These and are it, the Uncte Ulaks. No one responds, but they seem irritated when y'all are speaking. One of them, uh, like a big, sort of like broad shoulder. Very they were? scarred up. They hear you say the name Uncte Ulaks. Yes, that's what I was going to okay. say. Do you all know Hjalmer? No one responds to you, although some of them like hiss and click at you, and they don't look—they look like they want to kill you, Joseph. But they don't look happy about it. Although they—they they also seem a little. A lot of them keep their eyes on you, like they're looking at you. They're very curious about you and your blue dragonborn skin. Right? I look right at the big one. If you hurt any of my friends, I will show you what the insides of your guts look like. He looks at you and he kind of squints at eyes and then he speaks to you, Meg, directly. Okay. And I'm going to stop. And it's all hisses and clicks. It's the lizard okay. tongue, lizard language. So I'm going to have to. But he's going to speak to you. I noticed this when I was looking at Misty's step. Mm. Evidently, I know comprehend languages. Uh-huh. Can I cast that? Yes. I know I won't be able to speak back in their tongue, right. but I would like to know what they're saying yes. directly. Cool. You can. You can cast it. So if you cast it, like... I'll understand what they're saying, but I don't think I can speak it back. Okay. So if you cast that, that's fine. You can start to sort of piece together what they're saying. And Meg, he steps up to you because he hears you say their, the name Ankdeulux, and he speaks to you, and we're just going to communicate in, you know, in common. I'm going to tell you what he says, okay? You speak the tongue of our people. Pointy ears. <laughs> Pointy ears. That's funny. And so I could just talk? No. You can try. What do you want to say? I want to say, yes, we are friendly Mm -hmm. and looking for someone. That's that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Roll me a d20. Okay. Just just an intelligence check. Okay. So I got that flash of genius. Okay. Can I use that at plus three? You can. What'd you get on your Ooh, dice? What's your seven? Okay, well you got a plus five. You don't need to use your flash of genius. Okay. So, so. with a with a twelve, that is simple enough that you get the point across. You don't say it well, but you say it. Okay. And and he responds, "Come with me." And he turns around and he goes to walk in. Now nobody else has any idea what's been said. They're just hearing clicks Except and hisses. Chris. Except for Chris. Chris, you 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 hear what's being said by both of them. I guess when he tells her to come with him, I just be like, "Can I follow as well?" Yeah, no, he, he says, come with me, and, like, motions for all of you and turns around and walks in the curtain. Oh, okay. I thought he was talking directly to her. Yeah, Me- he's, like, motioning for all of you. Come so with me. So Meg's just going to turn around and kind of look at him and, mm-hmm. you know, give him the eyes, but she's going to try not to say nothing. Okay. Because they don't like that. Like, come with me. Yeah. Okay. You all follow after? I follow. I look at the smart one, and if she moves, I follow mm-hmm. very closely behind her. Chris is smart. <laughs> Jerk. She's gone in. 
He doesn't know that yet. <laughs> what about Sprackle? Sprackle. He's over there licking that oil because it's like mushroom based. Sprackle sniffing <laughs> he's oil. Like, he's not Jim. As soon as he's free, Mushrooms. he's loosed his crossbow and is volleying everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. Or not his crossbow. His <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, no. Brackle <laughs> follows, but he's very cautious. Mm. Chris cast a fifth level fireball. Nice. I also follow. Okay. Y'all go inside the, the hut. Chaba? As you step inside, there, uh, there is seated uh, like on the uh, on the other side of the hut. Like there's a big open area. There's like there's little seats. It's kind of bowled out in the middle, and there is a what would be like a fire pit, but it's not fire. It's just these glowing hot stones. And sitting on top of the stone, there is a large metal basin, uh, or actually, it's a rock basin uh, that's got water. It's full of water, and it's just steam coming up. And seated on the other side of it, sitting cross-legged, is a lizard folk woman. She seems older than the others. She is thin and lithe. Her scales are a deep blue, like like ocean deep blue. On her head, she's adorned with an extravagant headdress lined with layers of bright feathers of red, then blue, and then yellow, which this is the first time that you have seen the color yellow on any of the lizard folk. She is sitting there, and she looks up at you all as you enter in. She doesn't look surprised or anything, but she looks very attentive and very serious. The broad-shouldered lizard folk, the male, he walks you all in. He steps up before her. He, he gives her uh, a, like an arm crossed over his chest and a bow of the head, and then he speaks to her. We have captured these in the traps. Maka. And then he gives another nod, and then he walks away. And goes out, and now it's just the five of you standing there in front of her. When he walked up, did mm-hmm. he do any form of your majesty or he whatever? He gave like a arm, like an arm crossed over his heart. Okay. And then a bow of his head. So Meg would try to... Emulate that? Yeah. Okay. When she walks up. Brackle does an interpretive dance to try to communicate. <laughs> oh, it's no. like a bee. He's wearing like a hula skirt. Zach. Hi. You also heard yeah. her say that. Maka. We've captured these in the traps, Maka. All right, so I'm going to walk up and, well, I'm not going to walk up like up there, you know, Uh but wherever I stop. What do we have in our party here real quick? We've got a a smart lady artificer, a wizard artificer, a ranger, a sorcerer. Mm. Now, a sorcerer is charismatic, right? Are they? And then we have a fighter. Isn't charisma like your top score? They are when they're not me. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you have a you have a twenty. <laughs> your Christmas a twenty. Who me? Yeah, your Christmas a twenty. Never heard of her. Listen, Blaze has no problem being charismatic. He literally likes to make people happy. Having a high Christmas score doesn't mean you're oh. good with people. I was just asking. I know question. Jeremy said that Blaze copied like went where Meg went and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was just making sure he knew that I did do that. Bow my head and put yeah. my hand over my Blaze chest. is the one who does not need to talk to <laughs> Blaze mimics you and says over your shoulder, uh, are they going to throw something at our chest? The woman, who who obviously gives the air of like a chieftain, doesn't say anything from it. Or after a few seconds, after, after making eye contact with each of you, and when she makes eye contact with you, she has very intense eyes. Do each of you hold her gaze or do any of you look down? Oh, Blaze stares her, stares her down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I look down. I look into her eyes. I would say Chris probably holds her gaze, does the sign over his chest, and then looks down as he bows his head. Gotcha. And Brackle? Does Brackle know which would be appropriate? <laughs> no, he does not. He just keeps <laughs> looking. He, yeah. he looks <laughs> at her eyeballs. After looking you all in the eye, she says, I see we have captured you in our nets. In the common tongue. Yes. Why would you do that? That's very rude. We were attempting <laughs> to use a leaf from the um, Sapphire's Mercy to protect us from the insects in the forest on our journey. And gathered the leaves from the flower? My friend here did, but as we were captured... I think we have dropped them. You, she says with a point, finger pointed at uh, Blaze. You seem to be strong, very strong. 
tell me, strong elf, why were you taking from the forest, from the jungles, without permission? My little friend was getting very sick. I was worried he might die. He is very puny. Oh my goodness. Oh no. You say motioning toward Chris? <laughs> oh yeah. Chris, you still do feel kind of rough, weak. Do you see how he looks like pure feces? Little one, you are sick. It was the bugs. And the heat. And the puniness. The the bug bites combined with the, the heat started to weigh on me. Bugs. Bugs. What are bugs? Would Meg know, like, did you, you say certain shot. insects? You can give it a shot for the word bug in, in lizard tongue if that's what you want to do. Okay. I'll try. All right, roll me a d20. Ooh, I'm going to say something bad. Oh, yeah. Gets in that one. That's a three plus five. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Eight. So I, what, what word do I say? You just, you say, you don't say a word with that. You, you make a noise. She just looks at you a little more confused. <laughs> Bucks bite, fly, and bite. Yes. Yes? Yeah, yes. Right. I am I am chieftain. It is law if any creature is caught in the nets, they are They are what? Prisoner? Prisoner? Prisoner. Oh. They must come to me as and I decide if they stay as or go free. Well, this will be an easy decision for you as we are good people. She leans over and she picks up a, it looks like a gourd, basically. She picks it up and she kind of shakes it. You see, here's something inside of it making like a sh -sh 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 sound. And when it does, someone comes into the flap, another female, and she speaks to her, you know, just kind of in their weird language. Chris, you and Meg both hear her asking for medicine for the little one, which you happen to know is you. And she gives a, a little bow and a cross of her heart. Within a few seconds, really, within a few, well, a few minutes, we'll say, they come back with a, a vial of, of something and they hand it to you. And I say a vial. It's like a little clay pot cup. And they hand it to you, Chris. And she says, take. It's good for you, little one. I take it. He's going to die. That had better not been poison. Okay, you, you take that, and, and as you take it, Chris, it's not like immediate, but it doesn't make you sick. It tastes kind of sweet. Something good in there, like berries. You don't know if that's what it is or if that's in there to cover the taste of like some kind of bitter root, but everything seems okay for now, and you just kind of sit back. Thank you, Maka. She takes her hands. She kind of does like this weird like gesture towards you, like her hands together and then hands open, and then like a little nod, which you assume means you're welcome. Gotcha. Brackle is watching and observing and eyeing. She's going to look at now you two because she's spoken to everybody else. She looks at you first, Brackle, and she says, Human? Yes? Why are you here? Because you put me in a net and drug me here. No, 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 no. Why are you in the jungle? I'm looking for shade. It was very hot. Hot. <laughs> she laughs. It's hot. In the jungle, not outside the jungle. This is a lie. Why are you here? We were looking for the shade. Oh. Puny human, you will tell the truth. Kilmont, is that you? What is this? Is this? Judge you now. I do. What is the this? The shade. I the shade. am not very familiar myself, but my companions know more than I do. And also, I still do not know who the shade is. I was climbing up the tree to try to stop them from cutting the flower down. I wasn't cutting it down. Just FYI, I had my machete. I was going to cut their hand off. It is good to take some from the jungle for good, for health, she says, motioning toward Chris. Yeah, that's why I was helping. This is good. I wasn't taking any plants, lady. Oh, no. She looks at you. Uh, she actually steps, up, stands up, and walks over to you, and she like holds out a hand for your hand, Joseph. I take it. You're about to lose a hand. She takes your hand in hers. Mm-hmm. 
And then she stabs it with the other one. No. Nice. She takes your hand in her left hand, and with her right hand, she, like, caresses the back of your hand, feeling the scales. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To know what you are. You are family. Child of dragons. Yes. We also are children of the scale beasts of Manumi. We are family. What is your name? I lean in and whisper in her ear, Linnaeus Darkstorm, where the others can't hear. She gives a nod. I believe human, elves, brother, and little one. I believe I will not keep you as, what did you say? Prisoner. But I believe the jungle has bring you here Mm. because we need you. For, For what purpose do you need us? One of our little ones, children, is missing not here Mm. two moons passed one my daughter's daughter she is missing and we believe she has been taken by Chris yes you and Meg both understand that word. It's not a name. Ndartak, even though she speaks it like a name, it means the walking shadow. Oh, poop. That's not good. So you two know that. (laughs) We will find this one for you. No one should harm a child. Taken by the shade? Hmm. Again, you say the shade. Is this shade the same? It's... It's a possibility. He lives in a great ruin to the north. So Meg, when she says that what he lives in, mm-hmm. I'm going to look over at Joseph, Joseph and see if, and kind of see if he looks at me and like, mm-hmm. Joseph, does he recognize when she says Say what he lives he in? Say he lives in a big ruin to the north. I make a yikes face. Yikes. Mm. Yikes. Our people... Do not go by this place. Our people greatly fear and are forbidden from traveling within miles of his home. But my Hyalamia is a brave spirit. I believe she may have gone to this place. And if she did, I believe that Ndartak has taken her. Will you go? And find her. Of course we will. Yes. We will bring her to you. If you will, I will set you free. We will do our best to find your your loved one. If you will, I will send a guide who will show you where to find. Oh, that, that sounds fantastic. My daughter's son... Uh, he is the brother of his name is he will go with you he will show you the way you do not know the way and if you find her he will bring her back to us will you help us find Kyalamia elf she says looking at blaze will you help us I will absolutely help you I could be no more happy than to rescue a young one Little one, will you help? Of course. I owe you, and I hold up the pot that they handed me. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling a lot better. Sweet. Brother, will you help us? Of course. I would always help family. And human. I know that humans and our people are many enemies. Will you be a friend? You have my bow. She picks up the gourd thing. She shakes it again. The same female lizard folk steps in and she speaks to her in the in their tongue, saying, send for... And uh, after a few minutes, another lizard folk comes in. And he's a young man. He's tall. Uh, he's got rich, deep, 
uh, blue scales. Uh, but his have a greenish, a little bit more of a greenish tint to him. He's naked from the waist up, save for a leather band, which diagonally crosses his chest, and it's wrapped with three bands, blue, red, and yellow. On his back, there's sheathed a gnarled and knotted staff with sprigs of yellow-green leaves coming out the end. She speaks quickly to him in their tongue, tells him what's going on, and then he turns and faces the five of you. I am here. I will guide you to... Thank you. You must help me find my sister. How puny of you to have not saved your sister yet. He looks at you and he says, puny. What is this puny word? It it means good things. Small, like the gnome. Oh, no. If you will help me save Mia, I will be forever in your debt. We will do our best. I would love to have a pet lizard. Let's save your sister. <laughs> My goodness. I could use more crewmates. Are you a captain? Yes. Speaks again. You must go at once. You may return here, if you would like, with Hyalakarn once you have found my daughter's daughter. But if you would also like to simply go your way, he will return her safely. For now, we must say goodbye. I'm sorry to interrupt but could we get some um repellent for the flying ah yes yes and she sends for some of that stuff then bring it to you and it's it, similar it's like a cup of the scoop and she gives it to you you can put it in one of your little vials if you want to keep it yes. on you but you've got what you need now to get that done and then she takes you outside she speaks to the village she tells them they're not going to keep you as prisoners and that you are going to travel with uh, Hyalakarn and bring back little Mia. And then they all just kind of like, sort of like cheer for you. Not like cheering, sort of they just kind of make these weird like clicking, hissing noises, kind of pump their fists in the air, and then they make a path for you as you all leave, and Hyalakarn leads the way. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of Make Believe Heroes. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Lizard folk. I thought we were in pretty big trouble for a minute there. Could have been. <laughs> we could have set that oil on fire, you know? Imagine. Yeah. That would have been. Brackle mm-hmm. pulls out his matches. I want to play some more. I hate it because they didn't get the mushroom reference, but that's from the uh, Champions episode because Brackle was really intrigued with mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like was the uh, whole special. Game. Yes, he was. Mushrooms. He had a friend named Farmer Maggot who gave him mushrooms, but he yeah. stole them. He yep. didn't yeah. tell that part. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Make Believe Heroes. Uh, we will be back next week to find out if they can reach the home of the shade, save Hyalamiya, and uh, we'll see how this uh, Hyalakarn guy turns out to be. In the dark. If he's a real turd or not. He's probably a turd. We say goodbye to the Octomonks. And who knows? We're going to find in the dark. Maybe everyone will die. Hopefully. We love you. We love you. Whoa. Bye. We'll talk to you guys soon. Merry Christmas. Bye. Much love. Bye. 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 Goodbye. <laughs> I went to Penguin. <laughs> I went to the Penguin. <laughs> 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 A WarioWare themed clothing line. Wah. We've got all of our <laughs> wares. All of our wares are still. Wah. Wah. <laughs> Garlic farts. Isn't Zerluin the one with the cookies? I love cookies. Did you bring cookies, Paul? I'm not there. Who's Paul? I've got homemade donuts right here. You can. How do you make those at home? Bro, I want some of those donuts. Magic. Nice. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> Oh. Then what? They're all around you. Lizardfolk. I don't know if Chris would know what to do here. Um, What's a lizard? Because I don't just want to start blasting. Yeah, so I started blasting. <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, I started, I started blasting. blasting. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um. A set of bolas come flying towards you. You know what those are? Oh, no. It's like the rope. Ebola? <laughs> Ebola. Yeah, the... The rope. <laughs> Ebola. Ebola. Has it been a minute? Have we been going for a minute? Yeah. 
So I have hide in plain sight. You can spend one minute creating camouflage for yourself from naturally occurring materials. So I want to make myself look like the inside of a net. <laughs> Alan. So they'll be like, no. <laughs> Where'd he go? And he'll open the net and I'll pop out. Oh, no. He's, he's disappeared. And they just throw the, the net, net aside. The net is still the same weight as it was. <laughs> But the human inside of it has disappeared. I don't think lizards understand gravity. Yeah. It's like it's like dinosaurs. If you stand still, they can't see you, right? Exactly. Anyway. That's how I hide in plain sight. Yes. <laughs> These are the... Does Brackle start doing that? I need to know if Brackle does that. Tell me if Brackle's doing <laughs> no. that. Okay. Because I want to. He doesn't know their language. Okay, they're gonna jump on you, start stabbing you to death if you do that. I just need to know. <laughs> nice. Got you. And Brackle. <laughs> <laughs> she kills you. He's a sand people. <laughs> Tuscan Raider. She cuts your head right off. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh. 